Welcome to the teaching ministry of Dr. Benji Kelly and New Hope Church. We're thrilled you've joined us for this week's podcast. Dr. Kelly is currently leading us through a series entitled God's House. In this series, we learn how God's house is a place where generosity flows, where serving others is the norm, where we exist for the guest, where family is first, where hope is found in abundance, where grace happens, and God's house is a place where people can come as they are. May God bless you as you enjoy this week's message from our senior pastor, Dr. Benji Kelly. How we doing today, church? How we doing? Want to give a warm welcome on this momentous occasion to celebrate the goodness of God. I want to welcome our campuses. And so I want to say for the very first time, the very first time, welcome New Hope Columbia. And I just want to say before I move on, I want to look into the camera and I want to give a warm shout out and a welcome and a thank you to a man by the name of Pastor Buddy Rampey. And I was sitting at a board of trustees meeting about a year ago today at a university in South Carolina called SWU, Southern Wesleyan University. I'm sitting there and as God would have it, we sat right beside each other. And by the end of the day, Pastor Buddy Rampey basically looked at me and said, God's calling us to give you the keys of a brand new piece of land and building in northeast Columbia for you to take it over and do something great for it. So would you give a shout out to Pastor Buddy Rampey? I want to say, I want to say for the very first time, here it is, here it is. Welcome, New Hope North Raleigh! And I, I need to say thank you to all the New Hopers who have gone from Central Campus as pioneers over to that campus to help start that campus. It is a big group and we just want to thank you. I want to say thanks to all of those uh, at the Garner Campus the NCCIW campus, our women's prison campus, our Samford campus, our coffee house campus that, that rocks it out here at Central Campus, our internet campus, which, by the way, gathers every Sunday evening at 8 p.m. if you ever miss it or you're ever sick or whatever the case may be. And then it shows on Monday, to, Monday Wednesday, and Friday, I think it is, or maybe it's every day, at 10, 12, 2, 4, and 6. So the internet campus is a growing campus. And last but not least, I want to give a warm shout out to the Central Campus. And if you're counting, that is eight New Hope campuses to the glory of Almighty God. Amen. Woo! So um, I want to start us out today by reading an email for you. Okay, I got an email. Um, and I, I get emails from time to time and some of them are good and some of them are not so good. And this one, when I got it, I must tell you that my face dropped because I just didn't, I just didn't want it. It was one of those days, you know what I mean? And the subject line just really discouraged me. The subject line is this pastor Benji is wrong. Well, so I, I opened it up, you know, like this. And here's what it said. New hope is not a movement. I always refer to this place as a movement, by the way. New hope is not a movement. It is a revolution. A movement, by definition, goes a certain distance and then stops, whereas a revolution keeps coming around and around again and slaps you in the face. For all you guess, I haven't slapped anybody up in the face. It's a It's a metaphor. I honestly believe that God is pleased with the incredibly brilliant work that you do. It's like you guys are totally unafraid and can just do anything you want to do and make it work. FYI, that's not true. (laughs) The balance between grace and truth you actually achieve. And I am so blessed to be a part of this wonderful revolution that I believe can change the planet. May the wings of angels speed you along 
in your quest. So I guess, I guess we should welcome New Hope Columbia and New Hope North Raleigh. Listen, listen, to the revolution. To the revolution. You know, the truth is this email actually got me thinking about this church in a different kind of way. And so as we, as we wrap up this series today, God's house, I have strategically placed it on the day that we would launch these two campuses. And this email comes through a, a few weeks ago and it just really started to solidify exactly where I wanted to go today. And it is this. Listen, the church is not supposed to be a safe place. Some of you are like, whoa, what do you mean by that? Like some of you have heard a myth, and this is the myth that you have heard. You have heard this. People have said to you, the safest place in all the world is the center of God's will. Have you read the Bible? Tell the Apostle Paul that the safest place in all the world is the center of God's will. Shipwrecked, beaten, right? Right? Tell Jesus... The safest place in all the world is the center of God's will. Tell him that when he's splattered on a cross. Tell great saints and all the early disciples who were killed for their faith. The safest place in all the world is the center of God's will. Tell the great leaders throughout the history, folks like Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and others, that the safest place in all the world is the center of God's will. It sounds so good. It sounds so surfy sweet. The only problem is it's not true. So I want to talk to you today about the church being a revolution. A dangerous revolution. You got your Bibles, open them up to Acts. Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2, verses 38 and 41. New Hope strives to be not a safe place, listen guys, but a dangerous revolution. A dangerous movement right in the center of God's will. And in the book of Acts, we actually start to see the underpinnings. of What it means to be the people of God. What it means to be God's house. What it means to be a dangerous place. Or might we put it like this, a safe place to hear a dangerous message. Acts chapter 2, verses 38 through 41. If you're ready for the word of the Lord, let me hear an amen. Amen. Here we go. Let's go. Acts 2. Peter replied, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off. For all whom the Lord our God will call. Verse 40. With many other words, he did what church? He did what? He warned them and he pleaded with them, save yourselves from this corrupt generation. Those who accepted his message were baptized. And about 3,000 were added to their number that day. 3,000. Peter preached three minutes. And 3,000 people got saved. We're lucky today in the church if you preach 30 minutes and three people get saved. It was a crazy, radical revolution that actually started to change the world. I love this text because Peter gets up and with great boldness proclaims the gospel. And the church, the first century church, literally started to turn the world upside down. Or should I say right side up? You say, well, why do you say it was a dangerous place? Here's why. Listen, when they prayed, things happened. When they prayed for healings, people people got healed. When they prayed, lives were saved. The poor were blessed. They were so dangerous that the Roman government decided it needed to extinguish out this radical group of Christ followers. So they started killing Christians. That's how dangerous they were. Now, come on now. If you ask me. If you fast forward 2000 years and look at the church today, 
there's a little disconnect. A- am I wrong? If you look at the church today, if you ask me again, I believe the church has grown docile. The church has grown civilized. The church has grown tame. The Old Testament refers to the Lion of Judah. If you ask me, I think the church today has kind of declawed the Lion of Judah and turned her into a little kitty cat. And y'all know how I feel about kitty cats. Right, 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 right. Listen, you hope, we're not called to be a safe church. We are called to be a dangerous movement, a revolution, if you will. And as we launch these two campuses and God continues to pour out his favor and his anointing and his blessing on us, it is imperative that we remind ourselves, listen, this is a dangerous thing that we're doing. And it will get crazy. And some of you shy away from that. And others of you are like me. You're like, bring it on. And next week, whatever you do, don't miss next week. I'm starting a series next Sunday. You do not want to miss it. It comes out of an encounter that I had in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm starting a series called Separation of Church and Hate. I want you to see a graphic. Look at that right there. This is where we're, we're going where very few people will go. Because we believe that God has called us here to be not people pleasers, but God pleasers. And that takes us right to where we're going today. Open up your your bulletin. I know you all got one on the way in. All you guests, you might not know this. Take out, there's a connect card. It's, It's perforated. Tear that off. Grab that pen in front of you. Open up your Bibles, your electronic Bibles or your old school Bibles. It's all the word of the Lord. Grab your pen and let's go get this today. Amen. God's house. I want to talk to you today about things that God's house needs to embrace. God's house embraces, here we go, this is going to stretch some of you, an uncivilized approach. Right in the word uncivilized. God's house embraces an uncivilized approach. For those of you who pride yourself on being civilized... This is going to stretch you. But let me not stretch you. Let me let the word of the Lord stretch you. Amen. Matthew 3, 1 through 6. Look at what the Bible says. In those days, John the Baptist came, preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. This is he who was spoken of through the prophet Isaiah. A voice of one calling in the wilderness, Prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight paths for him. Verse 4, John's clothes were made of, what is it? What is it? He didn't get that from Buckle. John's clothes were made of camel's hair and he had a leather belt around his waist. His food was locusts. Now that's just disgusting. Come on now. Eating on a bunch of bugs. Locusts and wild honey. People went out to him from Jerusalem and all Judea and the whole region of the Jordan. Confessing their sins, they were what? Baptized by him in the Jordan River. John the Baptist, who Jesus said no one has ever walked planet earth greater than John the Baptist. In human terms.